you know, you're asking God to lead you uh, with a desire to pastor, and here's people who want one. Welcome to Updates from the Field, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to another edition of Updates from the Field. Today we're joined by Chris Sipley from Rishabakto, Canada. Well, how are things going in the church, and is there anything exciting going on? Uh, things are going well. Um, we have uh, a really committed body of, of believers here that uh, love the Lord, love uh, hearing God's word, love hearing Christ preached from God's word, um, which is exciting, especially as a pastor. Um, as far as uh, exciting things go, we were able to purchase um, a building of our own at the end of 2019, just before everything happened with COVID, at least affecting North America like it did. Um, and at that time, the church had about half the funds that we needed to buy it. And our sister church um, gave us the other half because um, they had received a donation uh, to be able to help with the church, the work in the churches out here. And so they gave us the other half. So we were able to um, take over the ownership of the building debt-free and which was very exciting. It, it was exciting as well in the timing of things because with COVID um, bringing shutdowns for months, uh, we didn't have to worry about paying rent. Uh, we didn't have to worry about whether we'd lose our, our rental, uh, whether costs would change and just all kinds of things that might affect us as a church um, as well as just the way that blew up the housing market and made buildings way more expensive, at least it did here. Um, and so that would have made a big difference for us, um, in being able to buy a building, but so we're thankful, um, to finally, uh, have a building of our own that, that God has, uh, provided us with. And, uh, uh, as well, uh, during that whole time, um, probably with a lot of other pastors out there, COVID pushed us into the realm of, uh, online ministry and, uh, filming, services and pre-recording sermons and, and those types of things. Um, and that was challenging for a pastor, a small church that doesn't, um, that hadn't done that. Um, but what uh, ended up coming about from that is we noticed there was people from different places uh, listening in, uh, not, not in great volumes, but just uh, reaching more people than, than otherwise we had been. Um, and also it led to some people um, choosing to move closer to us uh, and people choosing to become part of the church. And uh, one family in particular, um, the family of believers, they started coming after uh, being introduced online to the church and they've since become members and, and they've recently pioneered uh, the first youth ministry at the church as they seek to instruct the, the children and young people in the church in, in God's word. And they've done a tremendous job of that. Uh, and even one of the teenage boys uh, from that is planning on being baptized in, in the next uh, week or two. So, Wow. Praise the Lord. That is exciting news that's going on there. Uh, now, you've got your background uh, a little bit in street preaching, right? You were, right. that's kind of where you started in ministry, you know, coming out from the church and preaching in the streets. Uh, tell me about a little bit about that experience, Chris. Yeah, um, that goes back a while. Um, it was in early 2007 or so, uh, I, I had started to get a clearer understanding of the gospel. Um, 
And that led to personally a, a deep conviction of, of sin in my life. Um, and I just really felt God working in my heart. And even though I, I'd been a professing believer at that time, um, and uh, I may uh, have only just been converted then. I'm not sure. Sometimes I look back and think it was. Sometimes I, I'm not so sure. Um, but at least I'm thankful for that time. But what happened from that was I was just really hungry to to share the gospel, to to reach out to others with it. And at first I, I started going out to a farmer's market to witness and evangelize with another brother in Christ I'd met at that time. And we uh, we went out together doing that um, and eventually started open air preaching after a while. Uh, and then in 2009, I joined an evangelism organization and, and started traveling to preach um, with, uh, with meeting up with different brothers, different uh, evangelists and street preachers at different cities and venues and, and, uh, and uh, preaching together. And, and we would be, you know, really just looking to go where the, the most people we could find were and just lift up our voices and, and, and talk about Christ. Um, and so there, you learn a lot in that. You learn about things to do, things not to do. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, especially near the end, I felt personally that God had to uh, show me a lot of ways that uh, I was really falling short in, um, in, in street preaching in that I just was kind of throwing truth at people. Um, and, uh, but lacking, uh, I think the compassion that needs to go along with it. Um, and I, I think that that has been an important lesson for me because the truth sets us free, but not just, um, accepting propositions. It's encountering God through the truth, um, and it embodied through, uh, believers that know and love the Lord, and we can communicate the truth very well, very articulately. And but if we're not conveying the the mercy and grace and acceptance of Christ, it can really taste bad when it's supposed to really uh, taste taste uh, at least um, uh, inviting and welcoming, you know. And and so for me, I had to be corrected a lot, especially uh, near the end. Just God just used that. So just talk a little bit about the transition. Then, how did you end up? becoming the pastor of the church there that you're actually planting now. Right. Um, well, it was a process for sure. Um, because in, in, uh, going out and sharing the gospel, um, I did feel a call to ministry and, and in 2009, I did pursue that as, as ministry and I definitely did feel called to it. Um, but in, in meeting people on the street and, talking to them about Christ. Um, There's times when you'd have these just golden encounters with people where it just seemed like they are so receptive. Um, and because you're somewhere else, you know, you, you may never see them again uh, because you're not acquainted with pastors or churches. You might try to find a place, but you might not be able to. And it's just in that moment, even if a person seems to have received Christ or God has really seemed to have done a, a, a work of grace in their heart, it, it's, that's a beginning of a journey for life. Yeah. Um, and so began to really feel um, just the importance uh, to recognize the importance of the church, the local church, talking to people in the street who grew up in church, maybe they're 
dad was a pastor and you ask them what the gospel is hmm. and their answer isn't right um, or, or just they, they'd either know they didn't understand it, couldn't answer it, or the answer that they thought was right wasn't. It just became apparent that we need, you know, Christ-centered gospel preaching churches um, so that the truth is clear. So I, I had a growing uh, concern, but also a, or a growing um, realization of the importance of the church. So along with that, um, over time, opportunities came to preach and people would ask if I would uh, want to fill in the pulpit or, or give a message. We also taught evangelism training in different places. And so I get the opportunity to speak and um, I started um, hearing from people that there just seemed to be a, a call there, uh, a gift there. Um, and so I started to think about that more, pray about it. And then, uh, and then over time, as the years went by, uh, I started to feel that to the point where it was, I just knew it was time to pursue, uh, at least to transition with intention towards being mentored um, and uh, just praying for direction, but desiring to be mentored in that direction. Um, and so upon returning from, one of our tours, I, I told that to our director, and uh, which he uh, said he had seen that for some time, uh, affirmed it. Um, I reached out to a pastor in our area, asking him if he could spend time with me and work with me and, and teach me about uh, pastoring, church planning, and he said he would. I was praying for God's direction um, about what that was supposed to look like, whether it was... Um, going into an existing church, uh, which seemed like a possibility at the time, or planting a new work. Um, and I was asked to lead a Bible study for someone who was going to be going away, and they had a Bible study group in their home. They were going away for about a month, and um, so I went there for that. And and even from the first night, um, just leading this Bible study with, with these believers, I, I felt um, a strong sense, um, a strong pull from God towards it. Just like something strong inside it, me that for this uh, and, and for this work and for these people. And, and I remember calling uh, up my pastor and telling him about it. And he said, he said, it sounds like a church plan ready to happen it just really spoke to me like here, here I am praying God direct me to ministry and whether it's church planning or pastoring. And then I'm sitting in the mid middle of a small group of believers who are, who are lamenting and crying that they don't have a place to go. This couple's away. So they're not gonna have a drive to church. And, and it just started to click. Um, we finished praying. And so I started asking, so well, what, what are you going to do? on Sunday and they're like, well, we'll probably just come here and sing some songs and find something to listen to. So they're going to come to church on their own in the living room without a pastor, like just to worship because they had nowhere else to go. And so um, on the drive home, it was just like so obvious to, to my wife and I that 
like how do we then just drive past them on our way up to where we were going at the time you know god bless you i hope i hope it goes well um when you know you're asking god to lead you uh with a desire to pastor and here's people who want one and so um we called them back and said okay we'll be there sunday to to lead a service so within like two weeks of um of being there um the it just became apparent we need to start having church sunday so it wasn't after a lot of logistics and planning and setting this up it was just an apparent need and so we're like okay i guess we just go for it um and and then it it kept going so week by week we kept gathering um in that living room sometimes uh it would be quite crowded um more people were coming and eventually within about a year we we started renting the building uh that we're in now and we rented this place for several years until just re- recently we were able to, to buy it. Well, as we close here, uh, how can the church be praying for you? Well, I'd say obviously pray for, um, pray for souls. Pray that God would save uh, people in our area uh, through our witness, through the preaching of the church, through the witness of the believers here. Um, there's, there's a lot of need around us. Uh, there's a lot of bondage. There's a lot of darkness. Um, and, and I think that's probably true everywhere, of course. But uh, you can always pray for that. But pray for the saints. Um, pray for uh, the believers to be rooted in the love of Christ. Um, one thing I, I, I so desire for our church is that we would be so knit together in love, growing in the love of Christ um, and uh, seeing him more clearly and, and uh, reflecting him more brightly uh, in our lives, for sure. Well, Chris, we surely appreciate the time you've spent with us and uh, letting us know your heart and the work there in Canada. And we thank you once again for watching another update from the field. Please remember to pray for Canada so that his name may be great among the nations. God bless. Thank you for listening to Updates from the Field. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about Heartcry Missionary Society.